turn in our Bibles to Luke chapter 2, the Gospel of Luke chapter 2, page 1179 in the Bible. We're going to read the first 20 verses. Hear the word of God, and it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census took, first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria, so all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they, they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. It's particularly that verse 14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That we're focusing on this Sunday morning, this Christmas morning, which is not Sunday today. I missed a day. After the sermon, we should be uh, standing and singing hymn 21, and after we finish singing hymn 21, we'll remain standing for the prayer. So, hymn 21 after the sermon. Congregation loved by Jesus Christ, our Lord, a familiar story sometimes gets more interesting when people make things up. A, Christmas, a familiar Christmas story is often being changed over time. You get Christmas carols, you get new commentaries, people making remarks about it. And so the original events and what happened and what was said where it was happening, these things tend to change over time. And we, 
embellish things. So as a pastor, as I bring the message of the Word of God, I'm always intrigued because my task is simple. Go right back to the Word of God. What does it say there? Never mind all the Christmas carols. Oh, never mind that right now, that I think the, there's been a trend lately to make the shepherds appear to be the least reliable sources of information. Maybe you've heard of that. They're just lowly shepherds. They're just liars. They're the scum of the earth. Which is a trend, I think, that developed some hundred years after Christ by those who were not from the land of Israel. And if you take that source, then you're like, you read the Bible story differently. You think the shepherds are no good. Never mind that the Bible has often shown us Moses was a shepherd. How about Jacob? How about uh, David? You know shepherds in the Bible. They're good. And how about the Lord Jesus? I am the good shepherd, he says. So you don't have to follow these trends about what's the latest insight. What we're doing this Christmas morning is going back to the Word of God. The awesome Christmas message. The angels, they bring this message to the shepherds. Glory to God in the highest. That's the message I'm bringing to you. Glory to God in the highest. And first of all, we'll take note that it's a message to the shepherds. With all the power and the wisdom of God, maybe you wonder why this has to happen. Let's begin with this fact, that God brings the Christmas message to only a few people in some hill country, in some fields of that hill country near Bethlehem. I often think and ask myself, why, why this? God could have made this announcement way differently in some global fashion. You think like when Christ returns, his second coming, with the clouds, with the trumpet sound, no one will miss out. No matter where you live on earth with the second coming, you will know about it. But, but for Christmas, imagine you were a shepherd on the hills keeping watch last night. And there's Bethlehem, it's a little town way down there. Uh, you, you can't really see it at night because there's not much for lights in that town. They didn't have street lights back then. But the shepherds are in the hills. There's Bethlehem down there. And all around the hill country is, is, is the land of Israel. And if you go beyond that, all around Israel is the ends of the earth, the entire world. Why do you get the good news? Why do you get this exclusive story? All at once, there's this paralyzing light brings you to your knees. One bright light, glory shining around, and now God sends an angel to you with this message. An angel appears in front of you, shepherds, good news of great joy will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That message is packed. But I'll point out a bit later, it's good news. Just in case you missed that part, this is good news. Great joy for whom? For all the people. 
For unto you, you can't tell in English, but in, in the other languages you can see. For you, unto you all, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The message is for the shepherds. And it's not just a message, right? Sometimes you get a message, you're just looking at the word value. What is the information value there? It's not just words. It's come packaged with awe and splendor. And you're, you're filled with fear. Because the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord has shone around them. It's a message with packaging. And even more awesome, did you catch it? It was after one angel has shown up with that good news and he's introduced things. That was nothing because suddenly, whoosh, there's an entire host of the heavenly beings. And the glory of the Lord is now all of this multitude of the heavenly host of God, praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. The good news, brothers and sisters, came with such authority, with such awesome splendor, that you can't help but fall to your, knee, to your knees, and you're on the ground. And you have just had a glimpse into heaven, a glimpse of God's joy, what makes heaven excited, what gives pleasure and glory to God, you've just had that glimpse. Nowadays, the Christmas message that Christ is born is, is pretty gentle. It's soft and easy. You can put it on the front of a little card. You mail that card. I suspect no one gets this message. No one wakes up with the news of Christ's birth afraid for their life like these guys were. You had no fireworks display, nothing amazing, no major Choir from heaven. No bright light. All you've got is this message now that's watered down, tame, manageable, safe. And you can just casually, we just casually say, hey, Merry Christmas. You know, Jesus was born today. How can you just say it like that? You might forget that it has come from heaven, this message. How important, how joyful. Do you know what was happening in heaven when that message was first coming out? Let's back up for a moment and think about what has been going on in heaven. Let's say the day before. We're not told here in Luke. But when the sky opened up and all the bright light around, those angels, they're singing Glory to God in the highest. It's as if the sky above the shepherds was a window into heaven. And in that moment, the sounds of heaven, the glory of heaven, the excitement of heaven leaks down on earth towards fields and the sheep and the shepherds. Glory to God in the highest. You know, this past week, if you uh, saw the news, maybe you saw Iceland had, these, had this volcano. It's uh, 
It was a, a fissure volcano, so it's nothing major and spectacular. But if, if you remember seeing it, it's like there's another world below the Earth's crust that bur- burst through, broke through the crust of the Earth, and you see this molten lava, this molten rock coming up, this lava flowing, and it's shooting out of the ground, and you realize, hey, there's a lot going on where we can't see. And that's underneath the earth. Imagine this. The angels have a glimpse. If, the ev- if heaven itself has a crack, has an opening, and you get to glimpse what's going on there, you hear this heavenly host saying, glory to God in the highest. There's the ultimate excitement and joy. There's God's glory. And you're over here thinking, what's the excitement about? What gives God great delight? What makes all the angels line up to volunteer? I want to have this field exercise. Glory to God in the highest. God in all heaven is filled with the news that this baby Jesus is the Savior who is Christ the Lord. Savior. God in all heaven is bursting with this news. And it manages to break through in this beam of light. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. Goodwill to men. Listen, you, you know that this earth is uh, filled with unrest. It doesn't take you much looking at the news for a minute. Turmoil, warfare, all sorts of anger and rage. And it's not just the world. You can think of creation itself groaning, but, but you can just think personally, relationships, suffering. Things that don't go like you were hoping. You know people that are hurting You yourself are. Where is peace? Even within yourself, even in your own soul, you're hardly at rest. You know what sin is. You know guilt. You know desires that are just gone out of control. There is no peace on earth. Listen, I I know translations, they struggle with this. I had to give some attention to this. Our our text in verse 14, it's a Greek phrasing that's coming from somebody familiar with Hebrew, and he's put it into as few words as possible, intensely cryptic, this glory to God in the highest. Let me give it to you. If you were going to write it out as bullet points, it would be, to God in the highest glory, on earth, peace. To men, goodwill or good pleasure. And this is what heaven is bursting with. The glory to God in the highest. This is what it's overflowing is that there would be peace on earth. That there would be some good pleasure of God upon the earth. To men. And men pleased with God. And I don't want you to miss it. But peace and goodwill from God are absolutely unexpected, undeserved. Peace 
God's pleasure? That's what makes for so much excitement in heaven. That earth, if earth was left to itself, would be and should be under God's wrath. That's what we bring upon ourselves. Judgment. And yet, here is God. And heaven's opening up with good news for great joy for all the people. For unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. God is saying, I will bring peace on earth. I will bring peace on earth through Christ, my anointed one. And this is my pleasure. This is my goodwill toward men. I will show my grace. I will save sinners. And the angel's words, they're so intensely concentrated, they're cryptic. Reminds me of of when we had to move here, we're packing up, and everything that's fluffy, we get these big plastic bags, and everything that's fluffy, like all the kids' stuffies, or blankets, or pillows, we would put them in these, and then we hook up the vacuum. They had, the plastic bags had a fitting. You hook the vacuum to it. And after half a minute, everything that was fluffy was rock hard. And very small. The message of the angels is like that. Intense. Very dense. As you study this, if you drop this message it lands with a thud. But if you let the air back into it, you will find out that this is filled with what's coming when this child is born. This child will live a life leading everyone to the glory of God in the highest. He would suffer for God's glory in the highest. He would die on the cross. He would rise again from the dead for God's glory in the highest, for peace on earth, for God's goodwill to men. And so all God's glory concentrated on this little child, one little person, wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in the manger. The Son of God, Jesus Christ, all of the good news From God in heaven to earth, packed in that little bundle. I hope you don't come away thinking that Jesus is just one way to life and peace and goodwill. As if the joy of heaven, this glory of God is just one of many ways of having, finding spiritual fulfillment. What utter nonsense. This is the only way, truth, and life. Even the sheep on those fields at night, they get the message. All this points to the Son of God. The world revolves around Jesus Christ. And if there is peace, if you ever encounter peace in your soul, in your relationships, if we ever have it in our country, if there's ever peace in creation, this is only because of our Savior who is Christ the Lord. So the point is, some of the glory of God in the highest has leaked down and touched. It's come through the opening in the sky. It comes to God, uh, from God in heaven 
through his messengers, through the angels. And it comes with such glory and awesome, scary, bright light to the shepherds, his next messengers. Come from God through a messenger, now it's to the next messenger. What's going to be left of that message? When they go and speak of the glory to God and the highest, is that message going to fizzle out? Let's go to our second point, the message from the shepherds. So first of all, we heard the message to the shepherds, but now it's the message from God's glory moves to the shepherds. What they've seen and heard now gets them moving. They're saying, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Who has made known to us? The shepherds didn't say, which the angels made known to us, though it's true, but they absolutely have been struck that this came from the Lord. Let's go to Bethlehem. And you know the story. The shepherds go there, verse 16, in haste. That means as fast as they can. They found Mary. They found Joseph. And they looked. And they found the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known. That's what verse 16 says. They made widely known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. The shepherds must talk. They have become messengers of the glory of God. They've seen what God has done. He has sent the shepherds, and not just for their own sake. It's nice for the shepherds to know this good news. It's comforting and encouraging. But for the glory to God in the highest, they were there. Something of that awesome encounter with heaven above the fields, has been passed on reliably, and they make known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. So they start talking to Joseph and Mary. And there's more family in that house. Remember, all these people are visiting because of the whole census going on, so that house must be full. And they're saying, to God in the highest glory. No, no, they, they start with the whole message. Born to you this day in the city of David is a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And the saying, to God in the highest glory, to earth, peace, to men, goodwill, good pleasure. And here, the shepherds are taken seriously. Never mind what uh, the contemporary current trend might be to say the shepherds are liars and unreliable witnesses. Anyway, you read it in verse 18. All who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. Mary pondered it in her heart. It's not really been about the shepherds anymore. They heard it. And they all heard this Christ, this baby, is God's glory. He's the Prince of Peace. He's God's gift of favor, goodwill, good pleasure. And they wondered. Because it came not just with words. It came with authority. 
This is from God. And the shepherds, they're not done. You see verse 20? They have to get back to their sheep. They return glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And these shepherd messengers are giving you a glimpse of heaven as if heaven's window is still open. And even though the fields, the, the fields are back to normal and the sheep are going back to grazing like normal, the shepherds are still buzzing. You can tell. They're glorifying and praising God. That message, glory to God in the highest, on earth peace, to men goodwill. That's what's changing them. And you see, brothers and sisters, I want you to see this point. You've heard the message from heaven, you too. And this Christmas morning, you have to sense God's joy. What makes for God's pleasure? What makes heaven full of excitement? This kingdom news, vacuum-packed gospel. And now you are God's messenger. You are a window into heaven today. Glory to God in the highest. Is that something coming from your lips? To earth, peace. To men, goodwill. It's that message of God's love for the world that He sent His Son so that sin and death and friction and unrest and turmoil do not win out. The church is this window into that heavenly song. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men goodwill. You know, brothers and sisters, you're messengers. You hear the news of good joy, great joy, from God, delivered through angels, one kind of messenger, through shepherds, another messenger, through disciples who wrote it down, through the scriptures, through preachers, all these messengers, and today, you hear the window, you see into heaven. Has that message fizzled out? Or is it something you take back into your fields with singing? Let it be something you take back with you today into your fields with singing. This is our song. Glory to God in the highest. Amen.